0: chapter six of robert kimberly by frank spearman this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain chapter six alice had been married five years it seemed a long time the first five years of married life are likely to be long enough to chart pretty accurately the currents of the future however insufficient to predict just where those currents will carry one much disillusioning comes in the first five years when they have passed we know less of ourselves and more of our consort undoubtedly the compliment of this is true and our consort knows more of us but this thought not always reassuring comes only when we reflect concerning ourselves which unfortunately perhaps is not often married people if we may judge from what they say "'tend to reflect more concerning their mates. "'Alice, it is certain, knew less of herself. "'Much of the confidence of five years earlier "'she had parted with, some of it cruelly. "'Yet coming at twenty-five into the Kimberley Circle, "'and with the probability of remaining in it, "'of its being to her a new picture of life, "'Alice gradually renewed her youth.' Some current flowing from this joy of living seemed to revive in her the illusions of girlhood. All that she now questioned was whether it really was for her. Her husband enjoyed her promise of success in their new surroundings without realizing in the least how clearly those about them discriminated between his wife and himself. She brought one quality that was priceless among those with whom she now mingled freshness among such people her wares of mental aptness intelligence amiability not to discuss a charm of person that gave her a place among women were rated higher than they could have been elsewhere she breathed in her new atmosphere with a renewed confidence for nothing is more gratifying than to be judged by what we believe to be the best in us and nothing more reassuring after being neglected by stupid people than to find ourselves approved by the best walter mcburney her husband representing himself and his western associates and now looked on by them as a man who had forced recognition from the kimberley interest made on his side too a favorable impression among the men with whom his affairs brought him, for the first time, in contact. If there was an exception to such an impression, it was with Robert Kimberley. But even with him, McBurney maintained easily the reputation accorded to Western men for general capacity and a certain driving ability for putting things through. He was described as self-made— and examined with the quiet curiosity of those less fortunate Eastern men who were unwilling or unable to ascribe their authorship to themselves, he made a satisfactory showing. In the Kimberley Cottery of Men, which consisted in truth more of the staff associates in the Kimberley activities than of the Kimberleys themselves, the appearance of McBurney on the scene at Second Lake was a matter of interest to every one of the fledgling magnates who, under the larger wing of the Kimberleys, directed the commercial end of their interests. mcrae known as Robert Kimberley's right-hand man, Crady Hamilton, one of the Kimberley's bankers, and brother of Dr. Hamilton, Robert's closest friend, Nelson, the Kimberley counsel, all took a hand in going over McBurney, so to say, and grading him up. They found for one thing that he could talk without saying anything, which in conducting negotiations was an excellent trait. And if not always a successful storyteller, he was a shrewd listener. In everything, his native energy gave him a show of interest, which, even when factitious, told in his favor. Soon after the call on Uncle John, Dolly arranged a dinner for the McBurney's, at which Charles Kimberley and his wife— and robert kimberly were to be the guests it followed a second evening spent at the nelsons whence robert kimberly had come home with the de castros and mcburneys alice had sung for them after accepting for the de castro dinner robert at the last moment sent excuses dolly masked her feelings imogene and charles complained a little but Arthur de Castro was so good a host that he alone would have made a dinner go. McBurney, after he and Alice had gone to their rooms for the night, spoke of Robert's absence. I don't quite understand that man, he mused. What do you make of him, Alice? Alice was braiding her hair. She turned from her table. I've met him very little, you know, when we called at his house and twice at the Nelson's. And I saw very little of him last night. He was with that drinking set most of the evening. McBurney started. Don't say that drinking set. Really, that describes them, Walter. I don't see that they excel in anything else. I hate drinking women. When you're in Rome, do as the Romans do, suggested McBurney curtly. Alice's tone hardened a trifle or at least let the romans do as they please without comment exactly snapped her husband i don't know just what to make of kimberly he went on charles or the brother robert robert he's the one they all play to here mcburney sitting in a lounging chair emphasized the last words as he could do when impatient and shut his teeth and lips as he did when perplexed I wonder why he didn't come tonight. Alice had no explanation to offer. Charles, she suggested, tying her hair ribbon, is very nice. Why, yes, you and Charles are chummy already. I wish we could get better acquainted with Robert, he continued, knitting his brows. I thought you were a little short with him last night, Alice. Short? Oh, Walter... We didn't exchange a dozen words. That's just the way it struck me. But we had no chance to. I'm sure I didn't mean to be short. I sang, didn't I? And more on his account for what Dolly had said to me than anybody else's. He didn't like my singing, but I couldn't help that. He didn't say a single word. Why, he did say something. Just some stiff remark when he thanked me. "'Alice, rising, left her table. "'McBurney laughed. "'Oh, I see. "'That's what's the matter. "'Well, you're quite mistaken, my dear. "'Catching Alice in his arms as she passed, "'in a way he did when he wished to seem affectionate, "'McBurney drew his wife to him. "'He did like it. "'He remarked to me, just as he said good-night, "'that you had a fine voice. "'That does not sound like him. "'Possibly he was ironical.' and when i thanked him continued mcburney he took the trouble to repeat that song was beautifully sung those were his exact words in spite of painful experiences it rarely occurred to alice that her husband might be deceiving her nor did she learn till long afterward that he had lied to her that night with her feelings in some degree appeased, she only made an incredulous little exclamation. "'He didn't ask me to sing again,' she added quietly. McBurney shrugged his shoulders. "'He is peculiar.' "'I try, Walter,' she went on, lifting her eyes to his with an effort, "'to be as pleasant as I can to all of these people, for your sake.' "'I know it, Alice.' He kissed her. I know it. Let us see now what we can do to cultivate Robert Kimberly. He's the third rail in this combination, and he's the only one on the board of directors who voted finally against taking us in. Is that true? So Doane told Lambert in confidence. And Lambert told me. Oh, Lambert, that detestable fellow... I wouldn't believe anything he said anyway. McBurney bared his teeth pleasantly. Shaw, you hate him because he makes fun of your church. No, I despise him because he is a Catholic and ridicules his own. Her husband knew controversy was not the way to get a favor. I guess you're right about that, Allie. Anyway, try being pleasant to Kimberly. The way you know how to be, Allie. "'The way you caught me, eh?' "'He drew her to him with breezy enthusiasm. "'Alice showed some distress. "'Don't say such things, please. "'That was only a joke. "'I hate such jokes.' "'Very well. I mean, just be natural,' "'persisted McBurney amiably. "'You're fascinating enough any old way.' "'Alice manifested little spirit.' "'Does it make so much difference to you, Walter, "'whether we pay attention to him?' "'McBurney raised his eyebrows with a laughing start. "'What an innocent you are,' he cried in a subdued tone, "'and his ways of speech, if ever attractive, "'were now too familiar. "'Difference!' he exclaimed cheerily. "'When they buy, he will name the figure.' "'But I thought they had decided to buy.' the executive committee has authorized the purchase but he as president has been given the power to fix the price don't you see we can afford to smile a little eh it would kill me to smile if i had to do it for money oh you are a baby in arms allie exclaimed her husband impatiently just like your father you'd starve to death if it weren't for me no doubt McBurney was still laughing at the idea when he left his wife's room and, entering his own, closed the door. Alice in her room lay in the darkness for a long time with open eyes. End of chapter 6